And we're off. And we're off. Hello and welcome. This is uh, Panhandle's podcast. We are an Oklahoma-based basketball podcast. We cover a little high school, collegiate, and professional hoops. And we've been going for, it's coming up on a year. Like it's coming up pretty soon. We've almost been doing this for a full year, weekly. I don't think we've missed a week ever. Dude. And we're coming up on 52, which I think is how many weeks are in a year. Don't quote me on that. There you go. Uh, We're going to start this podcast out a little different this week, and that is because we're on YouTube. Um, Hello, YouTube. If you're listening via sound airwaves, Mm -hmm. you can hop over to YouTube and listen to the first segment that we're going to cover, which is going to be the NBA draft. If you're on YouTube, what's up? (laughs) Um, So let's get into it. Let's do it. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, So let's get into it. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to you, (laughs) Jake. Uh, let's get into it. Victor Wimanyama, generational prospect. Don't really need to talk about him. Everyone does that. Uh, same with Scoot Henderson, generational, uh, despite being about two feet shorter than Victor <laughs> Wimanyama. Let's get into the other group. Let's do uh, it. The potential threes, maybe the who fills out the rest of the top ten, and then some of the fringe lottery guys. Who do you want to start with? Keontae George. That's your boy. It is my boy. Um by the way, just a little intro uh, for us, YouTube. I run DraftDigest.com, a Sports Illustrated Fan Nation affiliate. Then I also cover the Thunder. And Jake, <laughs> what are you looking at me like? I don't do any cool things like that. I write on Substack every once in a while at the little fundamental. Uh, just kind of fun. He can dunk, though. Mm, he can dunk, though. Uh, no, Jake knows his stuff for sure. Uh, probably more than me. Definitely more than me. Keontae George. Yeah. I have him... As I was about to say, number three on my board over at draftdigest.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the simple fact that I think he is both the ultra scorer that we've kind of seen in the past with these few guys, the Jalen Greens, the, I mean, whoever else. And I also think he's going to be able to kind of, he's not a great defender, but he gives a lot of effort on that end. And he's I think he, he can do some of the intangible type stuff mm-hmm. uh, that not a lot of guys kind of tap into this early in their career. Uh, I mean, in his first game, he had seven assists in the first mm-hmm. half, stuff like that. Like seeing that from a guy who's going to be able to score the ball nearly at will for the next 10 to 12 years of basketball uh, is why I have him number three. Yeah. Um, but just a really good basketball player, honestly. Like I said, he's been doing a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see from a guy like mm-hmm. him this early. Um, and it's, he's been really good. I mean, Baylor's a really good basketball team, and I'll let you go a little more into I mean, that. But. Yeah, and through his high school tape and you know AAU ball, you can easily tell his scoring ability. Um, it's really advanced, really mature. It's really seasoned for a guy that's smaller, younger. Like he can really score the rock. And so, I think we were both curious to see how he like at Baylor. They're loaded, by the way. They have two guards that might be better than him right now. Like, which it inflates his assists a little bit. I do think. But he's make, which mean, but he's making the right play. He's he's right? becoming a playmaker day by day. And so sure. I had this initial thought that he'd be a score for Baylor, and that we weren't going to really be able to see what else he could do, just because that'd be the role for his team. And it hasn't been that. Like he's been, I think, really good defensively. Um, he he locks in like he'll lock in and like guard full court, force turnovers, be really good, switch everywhere on the perimeter. Um, but I've enjoyed like you his passing ability his willingness to rebound, his willingness to run, his willingness to play off ball. Because guys like him, you know, Jalen Green, all we saw with him is the ball in his hands trying to score the ball. Mm-hmm. And he can do that in a variety of ways, similar to Keontae George. Um, but, like, 
one of the reasons why I think we might have been lower on a guy like Jalen Green is because we didn't see like what else is he doing mm. to win games. Same thing with like a Jaden Hardy type. For sure. Um, and so it's cool to see a young guy like George in a role where he's able to showcase other skills and excel in that. Um, and he cares, man. Like watching him play, like he wants to win. He's making game winning plays. He took he's had two games with multiple charges, I believe. There's not a lot of freshman scoring guards doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just playing under Coach Drew at Baylor and with the kind of culture and program they have where it's about defense and doing the right thing and playing hard, um, he, he's going to excel and he's going to be a guy that NBA teams can trust from day one. Yeah, 100%. I think his feel for the game is going to get him a lot of credit in general. It's, it's but, high. Uh, yeah. Amen Thompson. We're yeah. not going to pretend we know a lot about Amen Thompson. We're not... Currently, I don't think we've seen any overtime elite games, uh, but he's a guy we can't leave out of the conversation for like mm. number three. Uh, probably the favorite right now. For I'd the, say most. The third spot. Yeah. Uh, from all the insider reporting and everything, dude's a freak athletically. Like one of the best yeah. vertical athletes we've seen in maybe ever. Like, him and his brother could yeah, be. Him and, yeah, not to discount Azar in any way. I think yeah. Amen has a little bit more of the scoring prowess. And a little Azar, more refined. Yeah, yeah, a little more refined. Um. And Azar is more of the kind of locked-in defender, maybe mm-hmm. a little cleaner on that end, mm-hmm. wider base, moves his feet, yep. all that fun stuff. Uh, but we can't leave A-Man out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just flat-out does stuff that other guys can't. Yeah, I can't even think of. Athletically, dude, his playmaking ability is really strong. Yeah. Like, really strong. And I think the level of competition is what has makes me hesitate a little bit. Um, not that those guys he's playing against are bad. I just don't know. Right, like yeah. it's it's such a new thing this overtime elite stuff. Um, his ability to handle the rock and and come off ball screens and really read those ball screens well is pretty phenomenal. I mean, I think he'd be doing the same thing at the college level. He's a hyper athlete, like you said. He could be a great defender. His shot, I <laughs> a little bit to be desired, right? There. Um, but I don't think he forces stuff. Like I don't think it's a guy where it's like, oh, he's taking bad shots and he can't shoot. I just think it's some it's a part of his game that is a weaker part right now that I, I think can grow. There's so much emphasis on shooting and this is like such a bigger conversation, but there's so much mm-hmm. emphasis on shooting now that his overtime elite coach is going to be worried about it. His call, his professional coach is going to be worried about it. There's going to mm-hmm. be sub professional coaches that are worried about it. Like it's something that I feel like at this point, if you're going to bet on anything, getting exponentially better on any prospect right now, it's going to be shooting. Like that's going to be the emphasis across yeah. every level of basketball. I mean, look at Oklahoma City you know, podcast here. Like the yep. Thunder hired Chip England. Every every NBA team has a shooting coach or mm-hmm. multiple shooting coaches, right? Um it's such an emphasis. Like you have to you have to, you can't not be able to shoot. And so they're willing to draft guys nowadays that can't shoot well or great, you know, consistently and develop them in their first few years. Can I just, I want to do like a little slight flex story real quick. I was at Thunder practice the other day watching guys get shots up. Hmm. I watched, I don't, I don't think it was a shooting coach. I think it was just an assistant coach. And if I looked up the the team directory, I could find you who it is, but Hmm. I'm not going to call him out like that. I watched him. It was Isaiah Joe shooting threes, who, by the way, as we (laughs) record this, the night before went seven for 10, had an absolute, just like fire (laughs) game. Do they call him Stroke and Joe? Stroke and Joe. Not wild about yeah. that. <laughs> no, not my not my favorite. Isaiah Joe. He said, Isaiah, 43-pointers. Hmm. Go shoot him. Mm-hmm. I watched this coach. From the moment the ball left his hand, he called 
every single shot out of the 40, whether it was going to go in or not. Ball left his hand, one for one. Ball left his hand, two for two. Ball left his hand, two for three. Called every single one from the moment it left his hand, mm. and not a moment later or sooner. It was insane to watch. It's pretty cool. Anyway, okay. That's pretty cool. Um, it just shows like the levels that go into it, man. Like The dude is an assistant coach for an NBA team. Like I couldn't even comprehend how that was happening. Like, well, I, my brain was fried. And to tie that back to Amon Thompson is... You're willing to bet on that tremendous upside oh, yeah. and everything he brings athletically, playmaking ability, defensively, just how he plays. You can develop the shooting enough to where he's a good free throw shooter and to where he can catch and shoot wide open. Mm-hmm. Like if you if he could do those two things, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I, I'd take him at three right now. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Brandon Miller, oh. I'm gonna let you start off because Brandon Miller's your guy. He's been your guy. Yeah. He's been really good. He's probably been the most impressive freshman to me. I think so too. Thus far, he's averaging what, like twenty something, eight and three. I'm probably wrong like, on that. He's shooting like above forty three percent from three, like seven attempts a game. Just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, he he's been ridiculous. He looks really good. He looks like he did in high school. He looks better than he did in high school. Um, I'm in love with him as a player, man. Six nine has a great feel for the game. Can really shoot the ball tremendous athlete like mm-hmm. you know Amon Thompson is a special athlete he's dang near special Brendan Miller he makes game-winning plays he's really good defensively versatile 6-9 can guard every position and can shoot like that that's a that's a top three or four pick in my opinion like regardless of class that's what got Jabari Smith there and Jabari Smith I didn't even like as much as Brandon Miller going into the, going into the draft and so I like Right now, he's my, let's see. Yeah, right now, I think he's my three. That's why I take it three right now. Um, he can do it all. He's super fun to watch. Coach Oates at Alabama is a good coach. They, they're a fun team to watch. I'm excited to see how he develops and if he can keep up this, especially offensively, this like streak that he's got going. I agree with everything you said. I think he's a tremendous talent. Only thing I want to touch on, the age. He's going to be 21 on draft. I don't know about on draft night, but 21 as a rookie. He'll be 20 on draft night. 20 on draft night. 19 he'll, now. He'll be 21 at some point in his rookie season. Does that scare you at all as a prospect? Not, no. If you're just looking at him, it doesn't scare me. I think when you start comparing him to other guys and like where he's going to get drafted, that could be the difference between three and eight. Like, mm-hmm. sure, that goes into it. But him as a prospect, no. Yeah. I mean, I can take that into consideration. It's still, what does that do? I mean, that like might mean his career is one or two years shorter. Like, yeah. who cares? Yep. Um, if anything, he can contribute sooner. Yeah. I mean, contribute oh, sooner. And there's teams that factor things like this in. Like, there's teams that are going to completely pass on him for that. Like, let's say he gets down into the nine, eight, nine, ten range. Mm-hmm. There's teams that are going to want to take more mm-hmm. of a project swing. Maybe they want Gigi at 18 years old or something like that. Well, or mm-hmm. maybe they, it's like the Oklahoma City Thunder again. Yep. Shout out Oklahoma City. They're going to want to compete next year and going and grabbing Brandon Miller is going to contribute a lot faster than grabbing Gigi Jackson right now. Totally. Totally. Speaking of, mm-hmm. let's talk about Gigi Jackson okay. because he's another guy who I'll be the first to say I was not anticipating him to have the start he was. And now he's here averaging 17 points a game, hmm. doing it all for a South Carolina team that is trash. <laughs> like don't want to don't want to yeah. knock anybody here but uh not great. Uh talk about Gigi Jackson a little bit. Um similar mold, 
similar. 6'9", six, 6'10", six, does a lot of things well. Shoots the three ball really well. The youngest player in NCAA Division One, 17. That's something I like. Like, for Brandon Miller, I'm not going to take away the fact he's a little bit older. Like, that doesn't, I don't, that doesn't discredit him as a prospect, in my opinion. A dude being 17. Doing what he's doing. And doing what he's doing. That I mean, that pushes him over the top a little bit. It changes things. I like Gigi Jackson, man. Um, kind of can kind of do it all offensively. Super crafty, can score. Has a really nice like 15 foot game. Back to the basket, turnaround. Really good shooter. Um, He can handle the rock. He's doing that a lot right now for South Carolina. He's 17 playing against you know other grown men, turning the ball over a little bit. Mm He's a really good prospect. I think there's going to be some people when we get closer to draft day that view him as a little bit more of a project in terms of playability um, off the bat. And so, and I, and I don't see that. I think he does things that contribute to like winning basketball now. He can guard. Immediately in the NBA? I, I mean, I think so. I, I, I think so. Uh, for as much as rookies can. Like I don't, I don't. That's what I was gonna say. There's nothing glaring. Like it's not like he can't shoot, or like he can't guard, or he can't, you know, pass. He can do all those things. Him playing at South Carolina is interesting. It's hard to gauge him a little bit. It changes things for sure. It's Mm -hmm. almost like an Anthony Edwards Georgia type thing, which Mm. turned out great for (laughs) the Minnesota Timberwolves here. But did it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) things aren't great right now. But it's not Anthony Edwards' fault. No. Uh, (laughs) Um. But yeah, Gigi's really good. Like you said, the age thing is. It's not going to make or break a prospect, but it can certainly help hundred percent. Um, and he's doing stuff that again, some other guys just can't like, I've heard he's a legit six ten. maybe we'll be six eleven really soon. And the stuff he's doing with the ball in his hands oh, at that size, like there's maybe 15 players on the entire planet who can do that. So fluid, man. I, yeah. It just looks, there's times it looks so easy. Great shot for him. High release, like great handle, just NBA I mean, player. Like it looks like yeah, pro he's an stuff. NBA player. Now the worry is that. You talked about him being an immediate contributor. Hmm. I don't think that's out of the question, hmm. but that college to NBA jump is way harder, like exponentially harder. Like you go from a class where, and no, I'm not saying Division One basketball is a place that like anybody can go play, but the NBA is like no. all world talent, yeah. like the best, however many hundred players on the planet. So I think the worry is that he gets there, starts out bad because he's 18 years old and it kind of snowballs. But I mean. I think in terms mm. of project picks, he's the swing. Like you, if I was going to take anyone in the last five years as a swing, it might be Gigi Jackson. Him or Usman Jang? Don't do that to me. Um, I need more. I need to see more from Gigi first. Uh, their situations are like so different. Like could not be more different. Gigi's immediately the guy on a college team. <laughs> Usman Jang was like a a sit in the corner, <laughs> shoot your shot, like defend a little in the yeah. NBL. Like so different. I, I don't even know how you quantify that. If I was saying right now, I'd go Usman Jing. But knowing what you know, knowing what I know, like I don't know much. I mean, about this GG point yet, in their so. seasons last year, it's not even a question. It's Gigi Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent stronger draft class. Usman Jing averaging five. like what four points at this point last <laughs> like twelve percent shooting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah he's an interesting pro- prospect for sure. He is. I, like in, I have him at four right now, which is pretty high, probably. Um, but I have him four. It's We're, definitely above consensus. Is he top ten for you? I think I have him four as well. But that oh, was, do you? This is my my coming into the season one. So I. How, 
how has that changed for him? Yes. Yeah. He hadn't dropped out of the top ten. Has he? No, 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 no. I think gotcha. I probably have him seven, eight ish right now. Right around. I like that. Jarris Walker. Who's our you like player. him more than uh, Jarris Walker? My bad. You like <laughs> him more than Brandon Miller? GG. I. Uh, that's they're so like I texted you this the other day. If you made me pick between the two, I don't know if I could. Like they're so different, so similar. Like there's all these like outside of basketball off court reasons to like. Mm-hmm. You just you got to know more about him from like a draft. I, I think like, Brandon Miller plays harder and defends more consistently. That's one thing about Gigi that if anybody watched his like full high school tape, which I'm not going to pretend I did, but we've talked to people that have maybe questioned his motor and like, mm-hmm. can he do it for a full game? Can he be like the guy mm-hmm. for a full 40 minutes? Like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think Brandon Miller's kind of got that it factor almost. He does. Um, like he could not average 20 and he's still a guy that's on the court doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I lean Brandon Miller, but he's also, Two full, two almost two three full, yeah. full years older than him, so it's tough. Yeah, you said Jarris Walker's name. Jarris Walker, he's your boy. I like Jarris Walker. I, I mean, how many boys do we get? Like honestly, we get a few I boys. Got my but... two, you can have your two. Can okay, <laughs> uh, Jarris Walker, six foot nine forward. Uh, I don't want to say mini Zion, but I'm gonna say mini Zion because like he just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he plays like him, man. Uh, he's got. At six foot nine, some of the best feel for the game I feel like I've seen in a while. Especially defensively. Defensively, Dude. just an animal. Have you seen the inbounds compilation Dude. that someone on Twitter put Ridiculous. together? Ridiculous. Um, he's a lengthy. He's one of the like most thickly framed in I almost said NBA players, college players I've seen. Like the dude is a hoss, like complete mm-hmm. monster. Plays for one of the best teams in the country, Houston, alongside Marcus Sasser, Terrence Arsenault, the, be- the best team, the best team in the country. I'll say it. Um, and it inflates him a little bit. I do think I, I have sure. some worries about what he truly looks like. Like, what would he be doing in Gigi Jackson's situation, in Brandon Miller's situation? Maybe more, <laughs> maybe less. We don't know. I bet that boy would be ripping it up regardless. Probably so, yeah. <laughs> uh, got great touch from three. Great passer. Like, going to be probably, for my money, the most underrated passer in the draft. Mm-hmm. Unless people really, like, get on him. But he went to Montverd, right? IMG. IMG, yes, yes. Jairus Walker. Before you continue, that's one thing I want to talk about. He's played at an elite level his whole life, right? Yep. IMG, prep schools going to Houston. He's on a team where he's probably not the best player. Um, I actually like that a lot. I like that because with a guy like Brandon Miller or Gigi Jackson, automatically the best players on the team is down in college. The best player in high school, right? Best player on their AU team, whatever. Like, what are they when they're not that? I don't have that question with Jairus Walker. Yeah, like, I, I know what he is. Like, gi- giving me 20 in a college game is, is like, the cherry on top for him. He's going to defend. He's going to be your best defender. He's going to be your best rebounder. He's going to be your best pick-and-roll defender. Like, I like that because we haven't, like, because the ceiling seems so much farther away than a Brandon Miller or G.T. Jackson to me. So, I just wanted to put that out there because I think sometimes people view that as a negative. As, like, man... Brandon Miller's going to give 20. G.G. Jackson's going to give 18. Like, Jairus Walker's going to be 12 and 8. Mm-hmm. But he's the second or third best player on a team that was like, did they make the Final Four last year? Elite 8? Like, that's that's still really good and, in my mind, more valuable. And in all reality, that's what he's going to do at the next level, too. Like exactly. Jairus Walker is not... He's yeah, not going to be an NBA player who's going to be the number one option ever. No. No scenario. And in, in a, and I think Gigi Jackson, 
a little bit is like, if he's not the number one option, what's he doing? What is, or if he's not, you know, the top two scoring option, what is he doing? Brandon Miller, similar, not as much Gigi, but not as he's got a little not, pop. Not Jairus Walker though, right? Hundred percent. Is Jairus Walker so good at specific things like watching him defend the pick and roll? Is ridiculous. Yeah. Watching him dissect baseline out of bounds plays and just being a hound defensively on him. Neither of those other two guys are doing that. And like, I love that man. Like, it's the little things to me with Jairus Walker that separate him from a large group of other guys. Yeah, uh, I agree. I like Jairus Walker a lot. Yeah, I think he is. I think he'll be a top ten lock personally. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um. There's scenarios, I guess, where he can fall out of that, where he can kind of boost within that. Um, but there's, we'll see. I, I think he's really good, man. Really good. I, He's so much better than Dylan Mitchell, right? I like him more. I don't want to I don't want to knock anybody. Dylan I like Mitchell's Dylan, been good for Dylan Mitchell's well. been great. Have you seen what he's shooting? Mm-mm. 93%. Wow. 93% and, and his role is such a role player role on that team, oh, which, which is awesome. great. Like he'll, he'll be good. Dylan Mitchell's fine, but like... Similar-ish player, kind of. They do similar things. I think Jairus Walker's so good. I just love Jairus Walker. It's like, like he can mm-hmm. shoot it, he can pass, he's physically dominant. Like you said, defensively. Do you see any role. Julius Randle in him? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. He's probably got way more touch than Julius Randle had at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Yeah. But Who's anyway. next? Uh, so that was our, I feel like that's our group of like, mm-hmm. the the... From three to ten, maybe. Right now, especially. Guys like Whitehead, Oh, and Whitmore, there's, we could talk Smith, all day about those guys. Like We haven't seen them, really. Right. De- right. <laughs> Dariq Whitehead hasn't played a whole lot. Came off injury. Mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore still hasn't seen anything due to a thumb injury. Who's the other one? Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Don't know <laughs> what his injury was. Could be number three. Me. Yeah, I was about to say. Could he be could, number three. He, he's Arkansas as much three as maybe Thompson is. Yeah. So, those guys are good. Can't talk about those guys yet because we haven't seen them. And they'll them. be in that group a thousand percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh the next group uh is gonna be our from maybe ten to fringe mm. lottery, maybe even on the outside looking. So in. many dudes. There's so many guys in the shaft class that we're excited about. Let's Can we talk start with about Grady. I knew you yeah, yes. okay, Grady Dick. Go. Yes. Uh what is he, six eight? Yeah. Kansas wing. Bet one of the best shooters in the country as a freshman. I mean, like the best. I don't care what like I do not care what the stats say. Watch him shoot that thing. And watch Sweet. how he shoots it, when he's shooting it. Man, he makes big shots. Every shot feels like a big shot. Like mm-hmm. He's got it, man. Um, I think there's going to be so many people. I know there's going to be so many people that overthink him tremendously. Like, in May and June. Like, tremendously you're going to overthink him. He's awesome. You talked to me about some defensive statistics you saw off Cerebro. Yep. Right, where he's, you know... Cerebrospot.com. Shout out. Um, and so he does a lot of good things. I hmm, Playmaking ability, we, we just haven't seen a ton yet. Um, Kansas has got a really good team with veteran players. And it's like Jalen Wilson's getting the ball a ton. And Dewan Harris is like their dude handling the ball. And yeah. so outside of three-point like shooting and you know a couple dribble pull-ups, like Grady Dick's more scoring off of cuts and set plays and th- things of that nature. Um, but he's awesome, dude. That like, being said, he just feels a little bit more like a shooter. More, he feels more than a shooter to me. He does. And I think it's because of, you know, his athleticism feel for the game, his, um, defensive ability, his, uh, height, his length. Like, I think all those things make him more than a, you know, we think of Reddick or Corver or whoever, like shooters. He's more than that. Um, and if you watch his high school tape, 
way more than a shooter. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Who's the best player in the country? He, he won Gatorade National Gatorade Player of the Year. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's legit. He's he is legit, and I mean, like going into it, mm-hmm. and I mean, we're five games into the season, so <laughs> things could change. <laughs> he said he set a high standard. He for did. Himself. He really did. But going into it, like I like him more than I liked Kispert. Number 15 pick. I like him more than I liked Franz, which in hindsight, I'm talking like pre-draft Franz. Um, Pre- pre-draft really? Franz. I like him a little more than I liked Franz. And I liked Franz. Really? Um, and it's a bad take now because Franz is like yeah, one of the yeah. best up-and-coming wings in the NBA, obviously. Like, I'm not projecting Grady Dick to be that. I'm just saying, like you said, people are going to overthink him because of what he is. Yeah. But what he is is so valuable to the NBA right now. Like... Especially if you're a team like, I mean, right now <laughs> we have a small sample size, but like Toronto right now, I think would miss the playoffs. Um, Chicago right now would miss the playoffs. Like, there's good teams that are gonna miss the playoffs, and if you're a team like that and you have the 12th pick and you're able to get who's probably gonna be your immediate best shooter on roster, dude, those dudes make a lot of money. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's talk about the tandem of. Kalel Ware and Derek Lively, just a little mm. bit. We'll just touch on them. Yeah. Neither one has been something to write home about yet. At all. Derek Lively coming off injury, missed a lot of time. Duke coaches have talked about that. Has especially not looked great. Kalel Ware has been a little more productive, but again, not necessarily putting up the numbers you'd expect, or mm. we did expect preseason. Touch on them a little bit. Yeah. I like Kalil Ware. I've I've kind of been a little bit higher on Ware than I have Lively pre-draft and you know through high school tape and stuff. Um, I oh man, I'm I'm almost out on Lively a little bit. Like I I don't think he's a top ten guy that people have thought he might be a lottery guy. I think he's just gonna be a guy that continues to fall back with the lack of production he's gonna have at Duke. Um, I don't see how he fits within their offense. Lebowski needs to be on the court. Um, which I think takes away from a guy like Lively. Uh, I I don't see it with him. I, I I hope he does well. I hope he gets more minutes. I hope he recovers from injury. I don't see it right now. Where I think is going to be a decently solid NBA player. I, I like what he brings defensively. I'm like I like what he brings in PNR situations. He can pop a little bit. He runs the floor well. He to me seems more of like a you know can like play in an NBA game. Than Derek Lively does, for whatever reason. From what we've seen. From what we've seen, yeah, definitely. I think defensively is what kind of sells it for me a little bit. Like I, I think Ware can be a little bit of a shot blocker. He can play that like Clint Capella light role that a lot of teams use nowadays as their mm-hmm. five man. I don't think that's what Lively is, and he hasn't been productive in the minutes he's been given. Worries me a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything you said. I think Lively gets there. I just, from what I've seen in the past, I just think he's as talented as Kalil Ware. Mm-hmm. I always have. I, mm-hmm. I think he is. I think he gets there. Now, if he gets there later than Kalil Ware, and that hurts his stock because of it, mm. then so be it. Uh, let's touch on Anthony Black really quickly. Mm-hmm. Has been dominant in his last couple games in the Maui Invitational. Um, I mean, I think he scored around 50 points in three to four <laughs> games. Like has, has just been doing everything for an Arkansas squad that is really good, for one. And missing Nick Smith still for two. Yeah. Touch on Anthony Black a little bit. Yeah, he's the best best prospect in Fayetteville. I really think that. Um, I like Nick Smith. Nick Smith does some really nice stuff. 
Anthony Black is 6'7", 6'8", true point guard. It's not like he's a big dude that has the ball in his hands a little bit. Like He's a point guard. They give him the ball every time down the court. He creates in their offense. He he runs their plays. Like he's a legit point guard. Um, he reminds me of a mix play wise of Lamelo Ball, Josh Giddy, kind of the way the way he feels the game. He has a little bit more scoring ability, similar to Ball, kind of funky and like somewhat ambidextrous. He uses both hands really well. Kind of, um, I. <sighs> He feels like a in between those two, like definitely not as stiff as Giddy, but not as flexible as right. Lamella. Yeah, yeah, but he, but he does things that are so unorthodox and and really smooth and really nice that I like offensively. He's a really good defender. He really wants to defend. Um, I, I I like him a lot defensively. There's times he gambles. Guys beat him. That happened quite a bit against uh, Creighton. Quite a bit against Creighton. Nimhart got the best of him a few times, but I think he's a great player, man. The the way he plays full full court basketball as a passer, as a penetrator, and as a like scorer, I really, really can get behind. It's like a lottery dude, which I don't think a lot of people haven't penciled in the lottery right now. Uh, after the last five games, probably yeah. Yeah, probably when these new yeah boards come out, maybe. But I like I I just think that's who he is. Um, he's a guy that I think his draft stock. Is, Raising right now, rising right now. It's gonna drop when Nick Smith comes back. Nick Smith. It's an interesting dynamic because Nick Smith could be the best basketball player on that team. Like, and he I know can take you, the ball away. I know you don't maybe think that it could be a possibility for sure. And yes, the it ball probably will be. be. I mean, it probably will be. Like a lot of people anticipate that. A lot of people anticipate it. Um, yeah, what Anthony Black looks like without the ball in his hands as much is interesting. Now, that's not to say they can't both succeed. If if they didn't <sighs> think that, they wouldn't have gone there. We've seen all kinds of duos. <laughs> do this in the NBA mm-hmm. in college. Like it's possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously both of their draft stock can't be at the highest it can be like because of the situation. But I agree anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Case and Wallace. Last one. Case and Wallace. A guy that you told me about about two years ago, I feel like. We've been Still. waiting on the the Case and Wallace reign. Walk me through everything you know about the man. Who, by the way, just balling. Absolutely balling. Every dude we've talked about is going to drop off at some point. They're, they're going to do this. Every single dude we've talked about. Brandon Miller's going to do this. Gigi's going to do this. County George has already kind of done that a little bit. Like, For the podcast people who are not watching on YouTube, shout out YouTube. Jake's waving I'm his waving hand, my hand up, up and, and down, down like, like, like a, a wave, roller coaster. A wave. There's ups and downs in life. Right. right? Peaks and valleys. <laughs> peaks and valleys. Right. Um, Case and Wallace isn't going to have that. No. He's the... He's Maybe like, shooting. Yeah, but I mean... Everyone. Oh, that's that. a cherry on top for him. Like, it literally, like, if your cherry on top goes away, it's you're still a Sunday, baby. <laughs> um, Case and Wallace. That was good. He's awesome. You're proud of yourself for that one. No, he's awesome, dude. He's he's the best defender. He's the best power five defender that I've seen at a guard position. Like he's ridiculous. His intangibles are nuts defensively. So low to the ground, like it's it's center of gravity screen. Off ball, on ball, full court, half court, like gets dog after it. He loves it, and it's simple to him. Like it's easy. He doesn't like he's trying, but it doesn't look like like it just seems like it's natural. Seventeen steals in five games. Oh my. Crazy man, and some of those are impressive steals. Oh, yeah, I he saw had seven one. in one game. Crazy first game, right? 
I don't know. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> um, and then offensively, he's been, he's been really good. Like, he's taken advantage of the role that he's had. He's had the ball in his hands a little bit more than I thought. Um, now, Severe Wheeler, their starting point guard, is starting to kind of fully come back from injury, which might take it out of his hands a little bit. But man, they're fine because he's a combo guard who can shoot threes, which is great. And they've shown that because man, they run plays out of timeouts for him, out of half, out of. I mean, he looks really, really good. Um, I just don't think he's gonna have the drop off that the guys have. With that being said, and I think you agree with me, he might not have the ceiling all those other guys have, especially on the offensive end. I agree. Yeah, he uh, just can't quite do. He's not as up to speed as some of the. Nick Smith Jr., mm-hmm. the even Derek Whitehead, who isn't necessarily flashy. Keontae George is one of the most natural scorers in the class. Uh, obviously, Scoot Henderson is unreal. Just can't quite do some of those offensive dribble moves, stuff like that, uh, that others can do. Not as willing of a passer either, I would say. Well, not that he's not willing. He's not as natural of a passer he, at all. Yeah, he's not making like crazy passes. No, super not, nice. he's not... Anthony Black. Not selfish. No, 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 no. no. It's just the the level pass he's making are right. Um, but he's really good. I mean, a really good prospect, and he can pass. Like I'm not saying he can't pass. Um, he's interesting. He could play as good as he could play for a full season, and I'm still not sure he could sneak into that top five. Like I just don't. don't Off potential alone, like by the nature of who he is and what he does, it's not going to happen. But he's trying his hardest. He is. He. His role in the NBA is is very interesting to me. Like, it's interesting. So you don't... I was about to say, I think it's pretty defined. Who's a player like him that we see in the NBA right now? Lonzo Ball? But without the passing chops? He's similar to Drew Holiday for me. Mm. See, that's like... Uh, And that's high praise, and there's like... He's kind of one of one. He's the best at what he does. I was going to say, that's like multi-time all-star... Talk. Like I want to say Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart in college is completely different than Casey Wallace in college. I I just think that's a valuable role, and I think that good teams have a guy like that. Like, I mean, they have they have a defensive dude who's their lockdown guy in the perimeter. You know, Marcus Smart. We have Drew Holiday. You know, like Draymond Green, even though he's not defending on the perimeter, like that's his role. Clay Thompson, when he was at his best, that's what he was doing. Like, I I think that's valuable, and I think when you can find that, you take that. Yeah. The problem is I don't know if people are going to take that. He's another guy I think you can overthink a little bit. You take Some, that you take that over an All-Star Thompson, I think. It's kind of almost the same thing. Like Azar is going to do similar things, but has more potential. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a universe That's where good. Azar That's a good point. is better in the NBA than Casey Wallace That's a good despite point. being way worse now. So again, like it's you and we could totally overthink that. Maybe he's not better than Azar and Casey Wallace is going to be a perennial all-defense kind of guy. You know what I like? He's easy to overthink for me. You know, I like Kaysen Wallace, the Knicks. I think that's fun. You have Brunson, Wallace, Barrett is your kind of backcourt. I think that's really fun. I think that's really good. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like you said, he totally has a role. It's just interesting, like, where does that role get drafted? And who wants that role? And who wants that role? Right? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, Houston's like, it's not a flashy pick. It's not. It's not, but man, people are going to regret not taking him. He's fun. He's really good. And you know what? If he's not on a contender, he'll get a contender will get him. Yeah. Type of, type of guy. Yeah. All right. That was our NBA draft talk. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, the link will be in the description. Uh, if you're on YouTube, thank you for joining us. We'll hopefully have a few more of these videos up. But if not, you can catch all of our stuff over at 
Panhandles Podcast on Spotify, on Apple. You can find us on Twitter at Handles Pod. If you're listening on the podcast, we're going to have some more stuff coming up. Um, and True we'll that. be right back. <laughs> we both did that. <laughs> okay, and we're back. We're back. Uh, just the podcast version. You don't have to see our ugly <laughs> mugs anymore, especially Jake's. I'm pretty. Um, <laughs> you got a question for me? <laughs> yes. You're so excited. I can see it on your face. I want you to guess which artist I was listening to on the way here to your house. Spooky Black. <laughs> no. Um, Two more guesses. The Wiggles. Uh, last one. La La Land soundtrack. I'm not basic, dog. That's not basic. As I'm about to say, I listened to Olivia Rodrigo on the way here. She makes me feel something, dog. Ew. She's a fraud. I'll say it. What? Complete fraud. Stole music from T-Swift. Stole music from Paramore. Get out of my face with that. I like it. It was good. She rocks, man. Yeah, she rocks other people's music. Hey. Money. <laughs> Get out of here, Olivia Rodriguez. No one wants you. Man, come on. Put some respect on her name. No way, dude. No way. I do I like, like that one song, though. No, not that one. Not that one or good uh, for you. It's driver's a, license? No. Oh, my God. You're, you so Traitor. I'm not basic. Traitor. Yes, Traitor. Traitor's the good. number one song on Spotify? Is it? Yeah, dummy. Oh, I have good taste. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I, I like her. Like, How is Driver's License not number one? It was like the most famous song of all time. Because tr- <laughs> she's about that life, dog. <laughs> she's not about anything. I, I like her, man. I know you do. She's good. I hate Taylor Swift. I think her music's just boo-boo. That's a, I mean, Midnight. I'm not going to disagree, but that's a hot take, I feel like. Olivia Rodrigo's the GOAT, man. Are you messing with me? You seem like you're messing with me. <laughs> I'm not messing with you me. You love Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Guess cool. who I was listening to on the way home? You'll never, if you guess, I'd give you a million dollars. You'll never guess. Never. Ever. You're trying to. No, I'm not. Were you You'll with, never guess. Were you with person. your brother? Yeah. My brother and Madeline. You'll never, never in a million years. I think you were listening to. I could tell you the genre, you'd never get it. Hmm. Country. Maybe not like, I don't know. It's a subgenre of country. It has to be. I don't know what it is. But. Are you listening to Luke Bryan? Nope. That's the worst country music artist. Who are you time. listening to? You'll never get it. Two more guesses. Uh, I want you to not get it. Um, Willie Nelson. Nope. Come on. Daylight's burning. It's uh, so dark here. Happy Thanksgiving, by the Cole way. Wetzel. Nope. It was Marty Robbins. Nice. Big iron on his head. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, Dude, Marty Robbins, called... Olivia Rodrigo collab album. Oh. <laughs> Marty Robbins has to have been dead for at least 10 years by now. <laughs> has to. Unless he lived to 108. Um, let's talk about <laughs> basketball a little bit. What do you want to talk about next? We have okay. no agenda. Three or four game losing streak. Uh, Shea has come back down to earth. And by down to earth, I mean he's back to like 30 points per game on like 45% shooting rather yeah. than 32 on 50. Hmm. Uh, just hasn't quite looked like that MVP level. And that's fine. Like, I don't think anyone expected him to stay as an MVP level for the foreseeable future, but it was nice to have. It's nice to know that that can happen for stretches. Um, That's great. No issue with Shea or anything that he's doing. I think he's taking good shots. I think he's playing good basketball. Has not been as locked in defensively, which I think has been a lot of their mm-hmm. problem lately. I guess to touch on their defense, it's been really, really bad. Like, Very. giving up 120 points per game in their last seven games. Like, really bad stuff. I'm not worried about it forever. I think Chet Holmgren helps a lot. I think they've proven that they can do it before, like the first seven games of the season, like the last 20 games of last season. 
I'm I'm just not worried about it. Like I feel like it gets back to where it is. You've got Lou Dort, one of the best like mm-hmm. on ball defenders in the league. Josh Giddy's horrible <laughs> at it. Uh, everybody else is good. Poku's Terrible. like seventh in the entire NBA in blocks right now. Rim uh, protector, dog. Rim, sh- great rim protector. Like just protecting that rim. Protecting that rim. <sighs> no funny business in the rim, dog. No way. Um. So. I think they get back to it. Offensively, they've looked way better. Shooting pretty good from three right now. Mm. Poku's shooting 58% from three in his last seven games. Shooting 42% from three on the season. JRE's shooting 44% from three on the season. Shea's up to 38. Josh Giddy sucks still. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're they're looking better. They're up to 17th in the entire NBA in three-point shooting. They were wow. 29th like a week ago. Yeah. I mean, like First in paint touches. First in paint touches. Last in free throws attempted. Mark Dagnock's pissed. Like, Dagnock. not happy about that at all. Eggs. And, and that doesn't add up. I mean, if we're being honest, like... Yeah. It's a scam. They're so nice to the refs, and I'm not even kidding, I think it's to their detriment. Like, Thunder players? Yeah. Really? Shea is like one of the nicest stars to the refs in the league I've ever seen. In the last three or four games, he's been complaining a lot, and I think it's because he was being so nice that he doesn't get calls. And now he's had 14 last night, 17 a couple games ago. So, like, if you get in their butt a little bit, like, I think it helps. And... <laughs> Pause. And if and Dagnall, I you think is Poku. <laughs> Rim protector. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. YouTube would have a field day with that one. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Oh. I talking about they're they're Lots. good good basketball team <laughs> yeah they are. um no they're not they're not at all they're gonna be fine let's okay poku much improved like completely different player just i mean he doesn't play the same at all it, it's not seemed, even a little bit it's coming to him so much more naturally now so much there's, more there's so made less moments when I watch him like this dude does not belong on a basketball court. Not just an NBA court, like a basketball court. Like on <laughs> like the if he planet. comes to the Y, you're kicking him out and tries to think. He ain't coming in there ranking Y dog. He's not walking in there. Um, going to the hive and pulling that stuff. He's he's the second best player on the Thunder. He if he's not he's dang close. He has been Who in the last be? stretch of games. Who would be? Lou, probably. Yeah. Which is crazy that we're talking about Alexi Pokushevsky being the second most maybe valuable player on a Thunder team that's flirting with 500. I'm not not joking. He changes the entire dynamic of the basketball game when he's on the court. Man. He demands at his size. And this is why. This is why they drafted him. This is why people draft people like this. (laughs) At his size and the way he can handle himself and the skills that he has, he demands attention on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. You simply cannot... Even if he, like he was, he was the worst basketball player in the NBA his rookie season. Even then, <laughs> you cannot leave him open. You can't do it. Like, at seven foot, being as quick as he is and the skills that he has, you cannot leave him open. And now that he's shooting 42% from three, he demands even more attention. And he's guarding the pick and roll well. And he's mm. blocking three shots a game. Like, it is just invaluable. Like you said, he's a completely different player. And they've got another one on the way. Mm. Same thing. Better. Much better starting point. So, you know what else Poku demands? What? Ryan Melton's respect. Oh, no. Ryan Melton, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're the number one Poku hater. And I was right there with you, but you were the number one. You were driving that train. You were the conductor. 
you've you've kind of semi apologized a couple times in my DMs. I think it's time for you to apologize. Take it to Twitter. That's <laughs> all right. Say. You've been called out, Ryan. Ryan, if you're not listening, Luke, I know you're listening. Tell your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's we've touched on all the other guys. Ludort's kind of getting back into his rhythm. At this point, we know what Ludort is. Mm-hmm. Great on ball defender. He's gonna give effort pretty often on defense. Yeah. Not anyone can do it for hundred percent of the game. That's fine. Hey, Great defender. I've missed like two or three of the last four games. Is Baisley playing? He was hurt. And okay. he's come back Has off he played injury sin- and okay. he's played a little bit. Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. Came yeah. in last night, played ten minutes. Okay. Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams has looked really good. That boy good? Yeah. I mean can just do everything. Yeah. Can just do everything. And the funniest thing to me is I go to these pressers, I hear Mark talk about defense, how he's pissed about how they're giving up 120 points per game. And you know that obviously that message is being relayed to the team. Mm. Jalen Williams takes it to heart. And you can like, it's like a freshman on a high school basketball team. It's like coach is like, we suck at defense. And the freshmen are out there giving like everything they've got. They're like diving for balls. Playing for their life. Playing for their life. That's Jalen Williams right now in the NBA. Like you can tell that he is taking everything to heart. Mm -hmm. Like he's out there giving maximum effort. Like so much effort. It's great. Um, he's been really, really good. I think there's a future where he's like a top three Thunder player for the foreseeable future. Like, I, I genuinely think that. Like, Shea, Chet, him, or Shea, Chet, Giddy, him. Like, he's that good. You're missing the name. Who am I missing? Jang. Jang? God, Jang it. Sorry. <laughs> that was fun. Um, thank you. Yeah. Jalen Williams is really good. We know exactly what he is. He's Smooth as butter. Uh, let's touch on Giddy, who, again, we, I mean, we could do this every other week because people are going to have issues with him every other week. Hasn't looked great. Hasn't looked great in the backcourt next to Shea. I'm just going to throw it over to you. He's averaging like 15, seven and six right now, by the way, on 45% field goal percentage. All of those numbers are up or like similar turnovers, barely up with more usage. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? Like what's people's deal with him? People, like, literally, there's fans, there's a, a small minority out there, I would say, of fans that are, like, trade him, bench him. And then there's, like, people a little less like that that are, like, ah, I just don't think he's going to be any good. And then there's the middle ground of, like, give him time. And then there's other people who are, like, he's a star trade Shay, which is <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> just give me your thoughts. I worry about him, man. Do you really? I don't think he's any good. Um, he can pass. Like I'm being serious right now. He can pass. He has a good feel for the game. I don't know what else he has. He's not a consistent shooter. He's one of the worst defenders I've seen in the entire NBA. Um, so when your skill set is similar to Ben Simmons, you're two inches shorter, not near the athlete, and on the opposite ends of the spectrum defensively. What are you? I. I I think he'll develop a little bit shooting the ball. Like, like I said with whoever we're talking about earlier, if he can make free throws and hit open threes, like like he doesn't have to do a lot more than that. Um, but he's meh at both of those. Um, I hear all of that, but again, this dude is 20 years old. I agree. I was about to say that. Like, I'm like, gonna give him. No I'm gonna give him time. Those things aren't concrete. I'm g- you want to hear? He's good at the things you can't teach. 
really good at a few things you can't teach. Like the way he passes and the way he reads things and can dissect defenses just like with the best of them. You don't teach that. I, I man, I'm not convinced that he's I'm not convinced he'll be a top four player on the Thunder roster in the next five years. And he might not be, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think it's, I don't a, ba- think it's I don't, a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing, but you drafted him six. I, I do think he will be. I just you drafted him six, right? Yeah. You're not drafting dude six for him to be your passing point guard that doesn't shoot. You don't, and no. They didn't do not. that. And so if, if 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 that's what he is, then I think that's disappointing. And um, he didn't live up to kind of what they thought he could be. Now, I'm not going to project that onto him necessarily. But, man, I, I see more of that than I do a guy who's going to be a true, like, Scoring threat, defensive threat on a winning team. You want to hear a tweet I drafted? This is exclusive Panhandle's content from for you all. Because this is never leaving the drafts. So the only way you're going to hear this tweet is right this second Shoot. on Panhandle's podcast. SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, per 36, at the age of 20 years old. 15-4-5, four 48% field goal, 37% three-point, 80% free throw line. Josh Giddy. Per 36, age 20. 15 points, same. Seven rebounds, more. Six assists, more. 47% field goal, 1% lower. Three point is 28, obviously worse. We knew this. And then free throw 72, a little worse. Development in the NBA is not linear. You do not go rookie year, bad. Sophomore year, better. Mm. Third year, good or all-star, whatever. It doesn't go up. It's not the same for everyone. People have sophomore slumps. Shea didn't. He played with a different team. He was in a different situation. It happens. If they gave up on Shea at 20 years old, which he was a rookie then. So, it, again, these are completely different situations. This is why I didn't tweet the tweet. But if you gave up on him then, you wouldn't have him now. And it's just the exact same thing with Giddy. It's like, not the exact same thing. It, it, like you it, drafted one six. The other one was drafted like in the 20s or something. Like that. What do you mean? Like It's not linear. Like it. Because he's bad now, he's going to be bad forever? No, but you said it's the exact same thing. It's not the exact same thing. It's the exact same things in terms of if you give up on him now, you're giving up on something better down the line. Sure, but you could say that for every single person that ever played basketball. I'm... Yes, you can. No, you can't. Ben Simmons. If you give up... No, one... If you gave up on Ben Simmons, his rookie year, mm-hmm. you're giving up on what? Six points per game right now? Like, But you're giving up on anything in the future. You could say that for any player ever. You could say that for any person in any realm of activity ever. If you give up on them, then you're not going to get anything in the future. Duh. But, I'm, but, but they're not the same. It's not the same situation at all. How? I mean, because you drafted Giddy sixth. What does that have to do with anything? Like, because you, you expect more. You expect more. Would you expect more out of the NBA draft this year? I mean, the you expect more out of freaking Keegan Murray or, I mean. It AJ Griffin. It doesn't matter. It's what I'm. That's an organizational thing. Josh Giddy didn't ask to be picked six. We, he he doesn't demand any more attention sure. because of that. Sure. He is the player that he was, regardless of the number that is associated with him. He doesn't demand any more attention, but does he not have more expectation? Maybe that's not on maybe like, anyone on else. I maybe mean, it it's up to you. Like I didn't have as high expectations as other people did. Does the franchise has have as high expectations for him as they do Jalen Williams? I don't know. I'm not the franchise. The drafts are so different. Every situation's <laughs> different. Their skill sets are completely different. Probably. But maybe you could have got Josh Giddy at number 12 in this year's draft. We don't know. Like, we have no idea. We have no idea what he's going to be. I, I agree. And, I'll, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm arguing that is because Giddy 
was a reach at six. Mm-hmm. A little bit. People I, thought I, he would go seven. The Warriors were apparently going to take him at seven. Coming to the draft, right? But on big boards, I don't think he was six or seven. I think he was more of a guy that was like ten-ish, right? Probably. If, yeah. if, if, if we didn't hear stuff about the Warriors liking him, we probably wouldn't have thought him at seven. I didn't have him at six. Right. Okay. And so for me, it's like if the Thunder are going to grab that guy and we're comparing him to the role of a guy on a really good team that came off the bench and played like 15 minutes a game in Shea, Alex- Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, I just think, I don't think it's the same. I don't think the standard's the same. I think the expectations are completely different. Um, I don't know. There's also, like, he was drafted six. No one behind him has been any better either. Like, he was drafted completely adequately thus far, even with as bad as he's been. I agree. Season. Like Kaminga hasn't been any better. Front, front there's, guy, there's guys that's been better, but it's not like it's not like he's the you know black sheep. It's like he's way worse than all these other guys. No, and I'm not even. I mean, outside of Franz, who like? I mean, like Io Dasum, like Io. Really? Io's been fine. High like Bones, Bones has been. I guess. But but I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. It's just too early. Like I think it's too, too early, early as well. But when you're saying those stats, Shea's a better shooter and a better defender. Significantly. And those are big things. They are. I mean, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Would you have... A, no one expected Shea to do what he's Mm-mm. doing right now. Not at all. And no one's expecting Giddy to do anything close to that in three years. And I'm not saying he's going to, but it's not out of the question that he develops into that. He's 20. You think Dude, it also has to do with the skill set a little bit? Yes. How he's, he's more a of a playmaker passer? Extremely odd player. And okay. every t- like, was always an odd player. Is an odd... Like, people talk about the Shea relationship any relationship with a 6'8 dude who can't defend can only pass and can only score from like 15 feet it's Mm -hmm. very specific (laughs) so it's just interesting like he's gonna figure it out I'm so confident he's gonna be fine in the future like I'm just like Nick will be fine because the Thunder are good or because he actually gets better both I I genuinely genuinely just think it's both I think he's a hard worker I think his basketball IQ is one of the top I've ever seen so he's a role player he's a really 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 good role player which uh, is fine. Super role player. And I've probably said that. Which is great because when you include guys like Chet or have a Shea that's you know MVP level and then counting on production from these other younger guys, whether it's Jalen Williams, Trey Mann, Ushman Jang, whoever that is, Giddy's role gets better when it's, the guys around him get better. It's almost and he like, makes them better. It's almost like a role player, but it's not a role. You know what I mean? Like well, if you didn't have that role, it wouldn't feel like a role player. You'd be like, man, we just lost a lot. Right. And, okay. I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I, I just think he's gonna be a good basketball player that contributes to winning. I think we pigeonhole people too much to like is he a role player or is he a star? Like, does it matter if he's getting sure. 18, just, 7, man, and 7? I still just worry because like if Chet's not everything he's cracked up to be, um, which, will be. which yeah, which I think I'm he will joking. be. And if if guys don't, you know, continue on their projected trajectory for the future and Jane Williams, Trayman, all those guys, then I think you look at it as well, you have this guy that you drafted really high. He are probably going to end up paying a lot. That's supposed to be really good, and he can't shoot at all, and he can't defend at all. I think that could be kind of like the nightmare situation for Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's fair. But if everyone lives up to the expectations and is what you and I think they can be, his role is extremely valuable. Yeah, 100%. Um, anything else Thunder-wise you got? I know there was a... Trey Man struggle a little there's bit. A, there's a Trey Man question that we got on Twitter, so we can oh, touch on him seen just that. a little bit later. Okay. Um, do you want to move on to Twitter questions? Or do you yeah, have anything great. else? Because I think we're running a little 
little long here. Uh, Twitter questions. We're going to answer the internet's toughest questions. Number one from Thunder Talks at SSG2KYT. Thoughts on Trey Man this season, please. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Uh, Trey Man has obviously been a little underwhelming uh, as a scorer which is what he was drafted to be. He hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, He has not been some six-man that people wanted him to probably be so far. He's even looked a little less uh, in the mix than Jalen Williams, who's a rookie. But I don't think there's any cause for concern, honestly. I think Trey Mann's going to be fine. Um, Trey Mann is very much someone that I think maybe Thunder fans have overvalued just a little bit. Like, we knew what he was. Like, he was a pure scorer, great with the ball in his hands, maybe not much else. He's improved in areas that we thought he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, he might just be a bench scorer or someone like that. Like, he might not get to 20 points per game. Like, it might not happen. Or he might. I don't know. I just, I'm not worried about him yet. But he's not a guy that, like, we just talked about these guys, Giddy, Chet, Shea. He's not a guy that if he doesn't pan out and completely get to his potential, it's not make or break for Oklahoma City. Now, again, that's not saying that he couldn't. He's almost like the cherry on top in this situation of your analogy earlier. Mm-hmm. He's the cherry mm-hmm. on top. If he's not there, still got a Sunday. So that's true. I'm not worried about Trey Man. I think, again, he's a hard worker, a guy who still has a lot to learn in the NBA, a guy who's going to grow a lot. Again, not linear. People go through sophomore slumps, come back, and have incredible seasons. We see it all the time. You can't give up on a guy like Trey Man for at least – three more years. I mean, you throw him, let's say he's horrible for the next two years, you throw him another contract regardless. So, Trey Mann's going to be a long, like around for the long haul unless another team really wants him in some superstar trade that people opt for all the time. Um, I'm not worried about him. He'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried in the slightest. He's a scorer. Anything more than being a six-man scorer is, a, is like extra. Like, Man, he he's gonna be really good. His struggles have been there, but he's also had really good games. So I I'm not worried about it. And I think as the team gets better and the team gets healthy and we see more of a complete, um, you know, form of Oklahoma City, his role's more solidified. He can do his thing, and we're not like, oh, what's he gonna be? Like, it'll be more defined. I agree. Uh, not a question, but Rodgren, nothing but Poku talk, which is what I would have loved to do for an hour and a half is only talk about Alexei Pokashevsky, but it didn't happen. Shout out Rodgren. Uh, question from Blue Devil. Lots of sports emojis in the in the name. Did Shams post anything negative on Hoop Central <laughs> about SGA? Uh, I just want to touch on that because that is so hilarious. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen any more than what I sent you earlier, Jake. Apparently... Shams Sharania, the uh, is it the athletic uh, NBA reporter, runs Hoop Central, which is like <laughs> the aggregate Twitter profile, like on on the website. Like any NBA news drops, this place copy paste it, and it gets like thousands of retweets. It would be so so funny if that was the case. You want to know something? I there's been a couple times that I have almost texted you something like that I've seen on Twitter and use it like as my own thoughts. And it comes from hoop central. And I'm like, this is interesting. And I don't end up texting it to you. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is stupid. It's hoop central said this. Like, and then that, if it was shams, the whole, and time. then it pans out and I'm like, what the heck? 
There's been a few times that's happened, and I've been like, this is real interesting. <laughs> like, like all the Kobe White trade talk stuff that's ever happened. I've seen it there, and I've been like, I'm not going to really pay any mind. <laughs> and then it becomes real. I don't know, man. Interesting. Intrigue. Uh, Chris Fullerton. Possible moves the Thunder could make before the deadline. Um, I don't think they're doing anything. I want to firstly throw out there, I don't think they make a single move. If they make any move, it's going to be trading Darius Baisley away from the team, get him away, get him an AB and their rap songs out of here. Um, outside of that, I just don't see them adding anything. If they trade Darius, it's going to be for something small. Picks. Picks. Maybe, maybe a player that they dump. I'm just not sure. Like, they, can they get John Collins? Why would they? Why would they do that? I wouldn't hate him. I'm not a big John Collins, like massive John Collins guy, but. I like John Collins. He's a better Darius Baisley. For sure. Yeah, I don't think he. I just don't think he's a part of what the Thunder is trying gotcha. to build. I just gotcha. don't think that's a name that's been out there. Yeah, I like John Collins a lot. I think it would have happened. Already. So Sadiq Bay. I like Sadiq. Which Bay. I, yeah, which I like Sadiq Bay. I think he he could fit the role. Man, he got benched in Detroit. That's a little crazy. Weird. I don't know if he's back. I only saw one game that he didn't start, but that's a little crazy. Weird. Uh, sorry, Chris Fullerton. We we didn't have more to go on there. Now that we say that, they're going to make some mess. Like, Shea's gone next <laughs> Tomorrow, week. it's going to be... Yeah, Shea some, and Chet for Giannis. Some blockbuster. Uh, Luke Melton, friend of the pod. College basketball. Thoughts on Feast Week so far? Who has surprised you? And who's the dark horse oh, to make a deep run in March? Madness. Oh, obviously, we touched earlier in the pod on lots of guys. Anthony Black is, like, my guy of the week. Like, just had an mm-hmm. unreal Maui mm-hmm. tournament. What about you? I like Anthony Black. I like Grady Dick. Man, I... I love me some college basketball, dude. I'm just glad it's always on. You just turn it on any time this week, and you got someone playing. You wake Ooh. up in a cold sweat at 3 a.m., you can turn on, like, Nevada. Ten living, breathing humans out there playing basketball. Yep. I love it. Um, Dark Horse. Man, this is tough. It's Dayton. so tough to say this at the beginning of the season. Dayton. Yeah, but Dayton's top 25 team. <laughs> um, Middle Tennessee. I think I think Drake's really good. Iona can play, but those are teams that are going to be you know good enough to get in and get smacked by thirty against Duke first round. A team that can really take make a run like Virginia Tech's a team that's really good, well coached. Um, they have some really good players returning. They're they're really solid defensively. Um, Big Twelve wise, if I had to name a team, kind of narrow it down to the conference that we talk about the most. West Virginia's scrappy. West Virginia's press Virginia. They're real scrappy, and they're. Way better than OU and OSU, and I was not expecting that. Um, they're good. It's a good question. That, that'll be one we'll return to a lot more as the season goes yep. on, because it's just so hard to tell. 100%. We've had a small NBA sample size. We've had like a, a minimal college basketball sample Four size. Four games, yeah. Uh, Matt Burgett. Burgett? Burgett. Burgett. So sorry, Matt. Uh, question number one mm. of three. Do either of these have to do with the World Cup? Who's winning the World Cup? Question number Oh my gosh. I knew it. Uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, like, if I had a bet, I'd say Brazil, but I think Spain's really good. I agree with what he said, because I don't know. Who's your dark horse, Derek? In the World Saudi Cup, Arabia. it's Saudi. The Saudis, baby. Uh... I don't know. I don't. I, haven't I like Netherlands. I watched the. I watched France beat Australia. I was pretty sad about that one. I wonder who Matt Burgett thinks. I bet he's going like, like Georgia. He's probably going Portugal. Something like that. He's going Portugal. They got a 
couple man you guys on there. No, 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 soccer. Uh, question B, not question two. Question B, how far away is SGA from top five player in the NBA? He ain't ever going to reach it. In, <laughs> he won't. Over what span? A season? Ever. What? Huh? I mean, the last 20 games. Yeah, for like a full, full season. To where you can say like he's a top five guy. You're not going to. I agree. <laughs> so, but, in reasoning, because like, Giannis is going to be in there for as long as he's in the NBA. forever. Tatum will be in there for as long as he's in the NBA. Yeah. Luca <laughs> always will be in there. Yeah. Guys like Morant will be above him, probably. By um, the nature of where he plays, yeah. Women Yama, when he gets drafted, like has that type of potential. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't see him. Like, long-term about. solidified, like, Booker's going to be above him. It's not the question, though. <clears throat> How far away is he? So it seems like you're saying pretty far. Like, he'll never be there. That's I pretty far. <laughs> it's such, I mean, you're it's saying such, he sucks. It's such you're saying elite, he sucks. It's such an elite group. Um I'm with you. It's I'm such you. an elite group. That's so hard to get in. Uh, he's a, let's. He's an all star for sure this year. He's an all NBA guy for sure so far this year. I think that's all NBA guy for a while. I, I genuinely think he could be like you're in, you're out. He will be in that conversation. Mm, yeah. Um, and all NBA is great. It's exactly what you want. Mm. Uh, top five is like MVP, and I don't think he's a perennial MVP. Just don't think that. Um, so how far away is he? He's a decent little chunk. Now, how does he take a step forward? I don't know, because he's playing like one right now. There's 20 other guys that are in that decent little chunk, too. To be fair. 20? I think Trey's in that. I think, you know, like a... Long-term, yes. This year, no. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, is Poku yes. a franchise player or trade currency in two to three years? I absolutely know what. I Man, I don't know at all. I can't really? tell. Oh, a hundred percent a franchise player. Like franchise, like franchise. I'm not saying fran like the best player on the team. I'm saying like he is going like, to be a Thunder for the foreseeable future. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> if they had any intentions of not having Poku as a Thunder player right now, he would be gone two yeah, years you're, ago. You're totally right. He's exactly what they want. They drafted another one they crazy. wanted him so bad. Man, life's coming at me fast. Freaking <laughs> Poku, franchise player on Panhandle Spot. I threw out every take, and that just happened to be one of the takes, is that, like, Poku's going to be good at basketball. Let's hope that pans out. And I was like, ah, hit send. Now look at me. Stop look at me now. flexing, dude. John Wall. Okay, I think we have one more question from Dustin. Uh, who you can read over at InsideTheThunder.com. Pretty good website. Given how well Baisley has played in his new role this season, do you think he is part of the Thunder plans beyond this season? I mean, maybe, but that dude sucks. And he's not <laughs> playing for the Thunder for much longer, I don't think. <laughs> Wait, so you said maybe and then no. He might be on the team. I don't think he's any good. And I don't think he's a long-term piece. So that I think they could be looking to move him. It might not be this year. You don't think he's good? Baisley? There's yeah. a million different dudes on this planet that could do what he does. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I really don't know. He's He does some some special stuff. 6'8 defends. Does he still take bad shots? Not as much, I guess. Not as much. Still dribble. He doesn't really shoot. Does he still dribble the last nine seconds off the shot clock for another reason? Sometimes. Sometimes. Two or three I don't know. a game. I just... He's a pretty special block, like shot blocker, especially on the perimeter. Yeah, he's skilled at it. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. But, man, if that's what we're holding on to, your perimeter shot blocking ability, brother... <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. And... 
I'm, I mean, I'm talking, he can lock up the star player for like several minutes at a time in the game. Like, that's lock, valuable. Lock up yes. the star player? Yes. Yes. Lock 100%. up. Yes. 100%. He's locking up will, Giannis. I'll send you. He's I mean, <laughs> you picked the best. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fine. Um, Is he locking up Luca? No, you picked the second best player in the league. Fine. He can lock up <laughs> I'm just joking. Paul George sometimes. Um, oh. Now, I don't. <laughs> wow keep him we should not trade him that's for sure oh my gosh you can block three-pointers dustin to actually answer your question i do not think he is a culture fit at all for the thunder squad he fits what they want to do mentally weak jake is saying <laughs> um yeah i just don't think he's a culture fit whatsoever he could be a good player for a team like if thunder were better and had more solidified pieces around him like that are proven. And a guy like him is cool, right? Come into Finn, block shots, uh, three-pointers. Can, uh, you know, play with great energy, run the court. Like, that's fine. It's just not as valuable right now with where the Thunder are at and where they're going, I don't think. I do like, and you touched on it, Dustin, his role, he is, he is definitely accepted it more. Like I said, he's not Coming shooting near as bench. many threes. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. There is still the points where, like, he's got the ball and he spins four different times both ways, takes 18 dribbles and and tries a jumper from six feet out. But he's limited that a lot. He's he's functioning way more as, like, an off-ball guy, finally. How, how many guys is he going to be behind in the next three years if he stays with Thunder? He's behind Williams. He's behind Jang. He's behind Chet. I, this might be a hot take. He's behind I think Poku. He's, he's probably better than like Kenrich Williams defensively. Maybe, but I mean, those are four guys I just named that I project to be above him soon. Oh, I'm not saying Jerry. Maybe if he stayed with the Thunder, he's like a bench defensive mm. specialist. But but like, if we're looking like depth chart wise, if he's behind all those guys, man, like you're you're me might get DNPs every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Kenrich Williams gets DNPs right now, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's long for the Thunder for stuff not on the basketball court. To on what? the basketball court as a fit, I think he's fine. I think you could go find some dudes like him though. Yeah, a lot. So yeah, cool. Any other questions? Uh, that is it. Let me check one more time because I tweeted it out late, so we could have some last some stragglers. Stuff. Uh, no, we're all good. We're all good. You went um, to you went to Sayer. High school. Sayers mascot is the the Beagles. What is the Sayers mascot? The Eagles. The Eagles. Was your like elementary school mascot the same as? Yep. The Eagle. Eagle through and through. Eagle all the way, baby. A bleed. Is that why you have an eagle tattoo on your chest? I don't have any eagle tattoo on my chest. <laughs> You're just trying to set me up. Uh, trying to be silly. <laughs> it's a Nighthawk for one. It's a Nighthawk. It's a warrior eagle, <laughs> and it symbolizes my ancestors. Who were all way cooler than me. Who were all eagles. <laughs> yeah, who were birds. <laughs> um, nice. Explained a lot. Um, that was a fun podcast, I thought. It was a good podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter, at HandlesPod. Follow us. Do you want to do any sticker type anything? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, while Jake's thinking of something. Yeah, happy um, Thanksgiving. We're thankful if you listen to this podcast. We really yeah. are. Because... There's not very many of you. Man, come on. And we're, You're one of like 8,000? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that many. <laughs> um, no, we really do appreciate everyone listening. Um, it means a lot to us. We do this for about an hour every uh, every Thursday night. 
and we really enjoy it. The first person to send in a video of them shooting a three-pointer. Oh. Gets a t-shirt. A t-shirt. Boom. That's pretty good. First person. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good deal. It's the first try. So make or miss. You got to send in the first one and you got to be like, hey, this is so-and-so. Here we go. Butter. Hey, this is so-and-so. If you're wearing your favorite, if you're wearing an NBA jersey, you get a sticker with the t-shirt. Hey, this is so-and-so. This is for you, Handles Pod. This is for you, Handles Pod. And then you better make it, because if you don't make it, you're a loser. Yeah, but we'll give you the t-shirt. But, yeah, we'll you got to be the first it. one to do it. The first one. And we'll tweet on the account when the first one we see, so there's no uh, confusion. We'll also tweet when we drop the podcast so that you can get on it. Okay. Get on it. Okay. All right. Thank you all for listening. We out. Happy Thanksgiving. The next day. True. Bye. Bye.